Hello and welcome back to the British English Podcast, the number one place to better understand British culture and British English, with your host, Charlie Baxter. That's right, that's me. I'm speaking on the mic. I I did actually see something quite funny on my Instagram. If you haven't followed me already, I'd love you to do that uh, because I'm getting a bit more active on Instagram now. So that is the British English podcast. You can find me over there. And uh, I saw a message from somebody after I did my first um, post of who I was and, and what I look like and stuff. And somebody said, oh, my God. I thought you were like a 60-year-old man after listening to these episodes. Um, I didn't realise that my my voice sounds that mature. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's showing wisdom. I'll I'll, I'll pretend that that's the the reason why she thought this. Anyway, check out my Instagram if you fancy saying hello. But anyway, today we have Pete with us from Aussie English, the podcast and YouTube channel. And we have decided to go over some of our top tips on how to speak English confidently. You know, how to build that confidence when speaking English, because it's a hard one. So without further ado, let's hear tip number one from Pete. All right, so the first tip here is preparation. Like with studying an exam, it is much more effective to prepare ahead of time than just cram a few days before the exam, which was pretty much what I always did. But, you know, do what I say, not what I do. (laughs) So, make sure that you're studying on a regular basis, that you're preparing yourself on a regular basis. There's no secret formula for getting better at a language like with getting better with any other kind of hobby or activity. You just have to put in the time and improve things. So, confidence comes with being able to communicate effectively and clearly in English. There are two aspects to communication, sending and receiving information, i.e. speaking and listening. Therefore, in order to prepare your English and to build confidence, it's incredibly important that you work on both listening skills and speaking skills together. It's not enough to just have one of these that are leveled up like crazy and the other one all the way down here. They both need to be on par at a good level. So, ask yourself these questions. What's your current plan for improving your speaking and listening comprehension in English? How long do you want to spend studying each day where it's still going to be fun, but also effective? Which topics do you need to understand and to speak about on a regular basis? Which areas or topics in your English listening and speaking are the weakest and need the most work? What kind of content can you consume in order to build up the vocab that you need to understand and to use in these topics? Lastly, as we went over in the how to build your fluency episode, make sure that once you've asked yourself these questions and you start to structure a study plan for yourself, aim to make it fun and to make it last a long time, okay? You want to build a habit and it takes about 60 days to do so. That's when you're going to get the real results. Now, we're just going to take a break to proudly tell you about the sponsor of this episode, Cafe Talk, which is going to be a brilliant online resource for anyone wanting to learn a new hobby or even improve upon a current extracurricular activity of yours. This online learning platform connects you with tutors to take one-on-one lessons with online. From language acquisition, like British English, to piano tutors, yoga instructors, Japanese chess, videographers, 
calligraphy teachers, and the list really does not end there. You name it, this site has professional quality tutors ready and available to connect with you. And how do I know this? Because I have personally experienced the process myself. When I was focused on teaching classes one-on-one on Skype, I met with one of the founders of the website who went through everything with me and made sure I was able to teach to a professional standard before inviting me onto the site. So these guys have taken care in creating this world of tutors for everyone to enjoy with no entrance or monthly fees. As I said, this company is called Cafe Talk. And if you click the website link in the show notes of this episode, you will get 500 points to go towards your first online lesson of your choice at cafetalk.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. If you don't like hearing adverts in these episodes, then you can become a premium podcast or academy member and you'll get this sponsor-free version of every single episode. So the next tip we have for you is moving away from the logistics of your studies and and structure of your scheduling. And instead, we're going to, to look inwards. We're going to get the Tibetan bowls out and do some chanting and ask you, are you everything that you imagined you could be? Okay, I won't go that far. But I do want to ask you why you think you lack confidence in your English. Is that lack of confidence warranted? Meaning, is it logical or fair to have that lack of confidence? I mean, considering you can understand this video means you have already achieved a huge amount of success in your language learning journey. So why don't you give yourself enough credit for what you've achieved with your English? And I'm guessing because you're watching this video, you only focus on what you still want to achieve. Am I right? Well, When I finished reading psychology at university, I found great pleasure in a practice and way of being called mindfulness. So much so that I started creating mindfulness workshops for eight-year-old kids, as I believed it would be planting a seed of happiness in anyone and everyone who adopted mindfulness into their daily lives. And to do it at a young age would be the answer to, you know, the world's problems. Ironically, I wasn't patient enough to see this idea through and I also wanted to see a bit more of the world whilst young. Hence, I started teaching English and travelling around the world, starting in South America. But I still have a huge respect for this way of being and thinking. Now, 10 years ago, I would have assumed I'd need to explain what mindfulness is. But in the last four or five years, I've seen more mindfulness and meditation apps come out than... I can count up to in French. Let's see. Un, deux, trois, un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, huit, neuf, diez, douze, douze, treize, quatorze, quinze, seize, dix-sept, dix-huit, dix-neuf, vingt, oh, vingt et deux, vingt et deux, un, deux, vingt et Twenty-one. Twenty-one, apparently. So more than 21 meditation and mindfulness apps have launched in the last four or five years. But if you still don't know of this Eastern and largely Buddhist practice, the idea is to train yourself to stop thinking in the future or the past and to start appreciating the now, which really calms our internal dialogue and allows us to be much more content with life rather than focusing on the things we don't have in life yet. That, that thing we did wrong in the past, the worry that you're not good enough for the thing in the future, 
All of these anxieties become less intense. And this is why mindfulness, if done right, is something we can use towards gaining confidence in speaking a foreign language. Personally, it really helped me feel more grounded in life, meaning well-balanced and and kind of more sensible, less erratic in my decision-making, I'd say. Now, I said if done right earlier because mainstream media has gotten on the bandwagon with this approach and have created all these easy-to-access apps, which is good and bad. It's good because it means people who take to mindfulness smoothly and easily and they get it, or people who have already been introduced to mindfulness before can really benefit from a wide array of resources all on their phone. But most people I've seen download an app, listen to a couple of guided meditations or mindfulness sessions, and then they give up because it ironically hasn't grabbed their attention. And they go away thinking, oh, yeah, I've tried that approach, but it's not for me. But really, I challenge those people and that kind of thought as this approach to life has been around for ages, for millennia. But social media that has only been around, what, 15 years, if that, um, and the fast pace of life that most of us have been encouraged to take really is a million miles away from mindfulness. So it's no wonder most people don't get it straight away. And I want to stress this, this isn't a quick fix. You're not going to sit down, have one session and be cured. It's not like an injection. It's not a vaccine against anxiety. But as having more confidence when speaking a foreign language is such a fundamental to reaching the level that you probably want to get to, I highly recommend taking mindfulness-based cognitive therapy seriously, especially if you find yourself lacking confidence when speaking. Now, I'll leave a link in the description box below to a book that helped me better understand mindfulness. And I will also be creating guided mindfulness sessions directly related to learning English soon. So join my email list on the britishenglishpodcast.com if you are interested in hearing about that one day in the future. This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Number three, like with meditation, as Charlie went over, it may sound a little strange, but having a positive mindset is incredibly important here when it comes to things like making mistakes in English. So many of my students tell me about not wanting to speak or second-guessing themselves when they are speaking because they're afraid of making mistakes. Look, I know it's easier said than done, but one of the biggest things that you need to do is build a positive mindset around making mistakes. And instead of viewing them negatively, like, oh my God, that's embarrassing, I wasn't perfect, you need to view it as more, wow, I've just made a mistake and I'm going to use this to learn something and improve myself. Remember my acronym, COP. C-O-P, communication over perfection. No one expects nor wants you to be perfect. They simply want to be able to understand and communicate with you. Remember, if you can understand this video and you can follow things, your English is probably at a level where the majority of the mistakes you're making won't affect communication. They're going to be minor things like verb conjugation or pronunciation. If someone needs to verify what you've said or they're not quite sure, 
they'll just ask you to repeat yourself. And even myself as a native English speaker, I make errors all the time. I've probably made some in this video and people often ask me to repeat myself as well. And it's probably the same thing for you in your native language. So the most important thing here is have a positive mindset and also realistic expectations. You're not trying to be a spy. Your English doesn't need to be perfect 100% of the time. No one's is. So be nicer to yourself and try and view mistakes as stepping stones towards improvement. And going on from Pete's point about accepting mistakes as a learning experience, you want to find somebody or, or many people to practice your language skills with be it a language tutor or language partner, and isolate specific topics to build your vocabulary islands. If you haven't heard us talk about these islands before, it is a metaphor of your knowledge base regarding different topics. You might have an island that is so big it rivals the height of Mount Everest in regards to your work-related language, be it niched to an industry or in general, corporate business English. But if you swim away from that island, do you have any other islands around to save you? Or are you going to drown? I hope you don't drown and you have an island that you can swim to if we were to talk about sports. How big is your, your island on sports vocabulary? Or wildlife? Or scientific research? TV series? Describing a book? All of these things. Do you have the vocabulary to support these kind of topics? And you want to be building vocabulary to support all of these types of conversations. So find a language partner or tutor and take turns talking about a single area of interest or personal topic for about one minute without stopping. Challenge yourself to that. And then you could even quiz one another on a specific topic for around five minutes where you ask your partner as many questions as possible around that topic. And then have open discussions where you work not just on your islands of vocabulary, but also how to link them together and uh, keep transitioning between all of these different topics. You can check out our video up here or in the description box on how to build English fluency to learn more about building your islands of vocabulary. But going back to practicing with a language partner, pay attention to where you or your partner has trouble and keep working on improving one another's fluency around these weak spots. You could even record the conversations you have, especially if you're doing it online, and review them later and ask yourself, uh, where could you have made improvements? Where are you doing well, though? You've got to remember that. And how are you progressing generally? Then when it comes to speaking with people elsewhere in the real world, you'll be able to do so with much greater confidence, knowing that you are able to handle yourself in a lot of different topics. Remember that this episode, just like every single other episode on this show, comes with a free worksheet where you get to see some of the best native expressions that come up in this very episode, along with definitions made for you, a non-native learner. I've even designed it so that you can play the podcast episode on the same page as the free worksheet. It's super user-friendly, so head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com right now and check out the free podcast worksheets or simply click on the link that says free podcast worksheets in the show notes of this episode. 
All right, point number five, pronunciation. Now we've talked a little bit about this in the previous videos on how to improve your listening comprehension and your fluency in English, but pronunciation is incredibly important when it comes to confidence, when it comes to speaking confidence. Why is that the case? A big part of why a lot of the students I've had in the past lack confidence when speaking English is because they're worried that people aren't gonna understand them, or they're worried that people are gonna ask them to repeat themselves and that it's gonna be embarrassing or an awkward situation. The key here really isn't to shy away from those situations because ultimately that just leads to you speaking less English. The key here is to keep working on your pronunciation. It's something that you're going to have to do for a very long time. It's something that I do in both French and Portuguese. It just never ends. It's kind of like going to the gym. You can't just do a 12-week transformation where you work out and you eat healthily for 12 weeks and then you just get to keep the body that you get at the end of that and your fitness for the rest of time. For the rest of your life, you pretty much have to keep going to the gym and eating well. It's the same with pronunciation in a foreign language. It's something that you need to pay attention to and practice on a regular basis so that communication becomes effortless and easy and you're going to build that confidence because you're not going to second-guess yourself. You're not going to be worried that people won't understand you. So ask yourself questions like, what areas of your pronunciation are weakest and can be improved? Are there any specific sounds that you have the most difficulty either hearing or producing? Say, minimal pairs like the vowel sounds E and I, or maybe the consonant sound the TH sound, right? And th. How are you practicing your pronunciation? Do you have a plan? Do you have a tutor? Are you getting feedback? Remember, your goal here doesn't need to be to sound like a native speaker or to develop some perfect accent. You're not a spy. Your goal here should be to be able to communicate clearly and effectively. And when you focus on it like this, what's going to happen is you're going to build a lot of confidence and no longer be second guessing yourself when approaching people and wanting to use your English. Lastly, tip number six to build your confidence in English is to find speaking practice groups. Now, before COVID, the platform Meetup was really popular, and I'm sure they will be again when life returns to the way it was. Um, and in fact, a lot of Meetup groups have continued with virtual sessions, meaning that even those who aren't in a big city can hop on a virtual Meetup and enjoy speaking with people for free. It's also a safe space for practicing your English as everyone there is there to do the same thing. You'll meet native English speakers learning foreign languages and non-native speakers learning English and thus experience a wide range of accents, dialects and cultural backgrounds. They're also a great way to practice self-introductions, small talk and having conversations with strangers and learning how to smoothly say your goodbyes at the end of the night, which natives still struggle with every single time we leave a party. I also want to quickly highlight how to use language meetups really effectively. So point one, this is what I didn't do the first time I went to one in Germany, and it is to go early. Get started before there's a large crowd and things won't feel so overwhelming when you enter the group. Number two is to aim to introduce yourself to a new person or, or group, maybe a table, every 10 to 15 minutes and work your way around the room. The next thing I want to say is probably a bit more important. I want you to aim not to be as interesting as possible, 
but instead to be as interested as possible. So don't try to impress people by talking about yourself or or telling people loads of interesting stories. Just ask questions of other people and be curious about their answers. And then when they ask you questions, you can then go to town on practicing your English. But don't shove your English down their face. Nobody wants that and nobody will come back to you for more. Many people think, oh, I'm here to practice English or a language. I need to talk at people as much as possible. But yeah, as I said, no one likes that and and you'll find better relationships and, and thus more time to converse with people in the long run if you have good manners and show a genuine interest in other people. Lastly, aim to meet up at the next week's language meetup with the people you met and liked in the previous one. Make it as much a social event as it is a language practice event. And remember, these are all going on virtually even during lockdown. But tell you what though, although I think meetups are a safer space to build your confidence, an alternative app that has blown up recently is Clubhouse, which uh, my students are using to feel connected, build their confidence speaking to multiple people at once, and at the same time, build those islands of vocabulary due to the ease of choosing what type of room they choose, and room meaning conversation topic. So definitely check out Clubhouse. Um, As of this recording, I think you, you need an invite from someone directly who already has the app, but I'm sure it won't be long before everyone can download it. So find people to practice with, practice those specific topics, and figure out ways to link between all of these islands. Go island hopping. It can be a lot of fun. And there we go. Those were our six tips on how to improve your confidence when speaking English. Let me know what you thought about those tips. If you feel like you've got some more to suggest to us, then head over to my Instagram, the British English Podcast, and let me know there. I've made a free worksheet for you to grab in the description box below, highlighting all of these tips, reminding you how to use them. So grab that and enjoy. But thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And remember to check out this episode's sponsor, Cafe Talk, who are an online learning platform full of friendly staff that give personalized recommendations to tutors of over 20 different categories, giving you complete flexibility and assurance that who you book with will be of a professional standard. So get yourself on Skype or Zoom and be prepared to meet your next favorite tutor at cafetalk.com. Click the link in the show notes to get 500 points added to your account, which obviously helps you. And it helps this show bring you another free episode of the British English Podcast.